Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and this is the last time that you're going to be hearing us this year. This is our last podcast episode of the year, and also the last time that you'll be hearing that amazing introductory and outro music that we've been playing this year, because in 2023, we're going to be having new music, so should be exciting. I have no idea what it sounds like yet, because I'm going to spend uh, the rest of the year uh, trying to figure out what song we could use, and Sharon and Jared will surely uh, help me out with that, and we'll figure out a good one. So, <laughs> as long as it's not like the soft porn music that we play during our live shows, <laughs> that background music always sounds like soft porn. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to go there right off, but oh, okay. And <laughs> end of your episode, I guess everything goes. <laughs> Um, it, it is yeah. after where we are, Luis. <laughs> oh, that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Pop, let me introduce you first, Sharon. How's it going? Thank you. It's going. It's going really well. Today is Tuesday, and that's the night that we are recording. And it's in the evening. It's dark. It's winter. And tomorrow is the longest night of the year, shortest day of the year. And I am so glad things are going to start changing around here. We're going to start having more daylight. In one month, it'll feel so much better and so much different, not so gloomy and not so much uh, lack of light. So anyhow, and I'm excited to get going on this podcast. We have so much in store. Thank you, Luis, for always being the backbone of this whole freaking podcast. Jared, how are you doing? Uh, as long as I got my uh, Republic FC uh, sweatshirt on right now, I'm doing pretty good. We've been uh, hit with a uh, real cold spell past few days, but... Uh, Hopefully some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, you know, it kicks up the thermometer a little bit. And to uh, prepare for it, I still have my Ted Lasso energy drink, which I thought I was going to be using for the World Cup final, but end up saving it. This might be a good, a good thing. So we'll see how we'll see how it tastes and then see if we can keep up with, with all we're going to have on tonight. Awesome. Please, and, how and, are you? Uh, I'm doing good, Jared. Thanks for asking. Uh, really excited to reflect back on the year lots of things happened and it feels like it's been longer than a year <laughs> and uh, that's usually how it feels for me anytime we're addressing the beginning of the year because it just feels like it's been so long but you know we've had such an amazing year with our Sac Republic that you know I, I think it's been one of the best years in my opinion even though we didn't get a title I mean lots of great memories happened uh, still and uh, with that being said, uh, just so everyone knows, you already saw the title of the episode, but today we're going to be talking about some SRFC and USL news. And then after that, we're going to kick it off to talk about our best of the year for both Sac Republic and also for the podcast, reflecting on uh, a lot of great things that happened and some funny moments <laughs> that occurred this year as well. So uh, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and first start off with Golosos of Gratitude. Sharon, you want to go first? Hey, certainly I'll go first because you usually do kick it over to Elk Grove for, <laughs> for the first uh, Golosos of Gratitude. Listen, Luis and Jared, you know, first top of the top of the list is the two of you for just bringing so much joy to all of us and to our lives. Um, just couldn't have had a better year and to share it with the two of you and all of our listeners and our guests that have come on, man, it's just, I just heap the galazos of gratitude. The other galazos of gratitude, a little bittersweet. Um, 
I want to let folks who have extended condolences to me on the, on the uh, passing of my father exactly a week ago, almost to the minute. Um, I just want to thank everybody for your sincere, heartfelt condolences to me. So thank you so much for thinking of me. Um, you know, Godspeed to everybody, man. When, you know, one for one, this is how we get off the planet. Nobody lives forever, right? So anyhow, thanks again for everybody for the condolences. And Jared, what are your galazes of gratitude? Well, uh, first of all, for helping make this happen. You know, if I haven't said it uh, before before or said it enough, uh, definitely a big uh, glasses of gratitude uh, to Ryan for helping sponsor uh, SoccerPod.com to help get to get us where we're at now compared to earlier this year. So we, we definitely appreciate all that you do for us uh, with the sponsorship. So that's definitely a uh, first uh, glasses of gratitude. Second, go, go out to... Uh, to you, Sharon and Luis, I mean, with, without you two, this year would not have been as fun as it was. I mean, the the, the home matches, uh, the Monterey match, um, even the, uh, the, op- the Open Cup semifinal. I mean, it's there's just too too many memories that that I've had with you, with you uh, two of uh, this year, and it's just something I would definitely love to to do again in uh, 2023 and. Uh, Hopefully we can start planning that uh, in January when the USL calendar drops. And then also a glass of gratitude to all the guests we've had uh, come, come across this year, all the folks that have come on for uh, town halls, folks that have interacted with us, uh, whether during the town hall, uh, social media, at the matches. I want to thank all of you for tuning into us and believing in us. And, you know, it's, Without without you, there is no us. So thank you again for the year of support that you've given to us, including our 100th episode this year. So we hope we hope to bring you even more as we can in, in the new season once that comes through. And then another uh, glass of gratitude to uh, my manager. He was able to give us uh, work from home status for the rest of the calendar year. So definitely thankful for that. So. I got, I got to throw it in, got to throw it in for, for good karma. <laughs> all right. Uh, Luis, what do you have? Uh, th- th- those are all great goals of gratitude. Uh, first, I, I do also have to give one to you too, Sharon, Jared, for uh, just being really amazing co-hosts. I mean, we've had a really great year and, you know, the podcast has been going on for now over two years. We're at like two years and two months, uh, basically as, as of this recording and, it's quite an accomplishment for me because, uh, you know, you start a new show, you don't know how far it's going to go. You don't know if uh, you'll have the team and you two, you know, have always been on here. I mean, there was only that one time that we both <laughs> had our rotations. You guys couldn't join. And there was another time I couldn't join and it all worked out really smoothly. And so, uh, you know, thank you so much. You know, I know it's a lot of dedication to, be in the recordings and all that so i really appreciate that also uh just major glossal gratitude also to all of our listeners whether this is your first episode or you've been listening since the beginning we really appreciate it again you know we've been recording now over 100 episodes this is episode 122 and that's not even counting some of the bonus ones that we've thrown in there as well and we've done the live shows as well so everyone who's watched those who's uh watch them maybe not live as well thank you thank you so much uh we really appreciate that and 
uh, all your comments that you guys have sent to us and also uh, every time you've shared our show, whether it's the podcast or the live show. Also, another one goes out to all the guests we've had on, whether they've been guest co-hosts or people we've interviewed. We really appreciate everyone's times. You know, we know everyone's time is really valuable. And the fact that you were able to be on the show and talk to us for the length of time that you did is much appreciated. Also, uh, we are going to be sprinkling in some messages here throughout this episode from Coach and a couple of the players, uh, just as a message to all the fans here as we close out 2022. So huge colossal gratitude out to them for crafting the messages and sending them over to us as we talk to them as well. Really appreciate that. You know, we I definitely wanted to also get their uh, message out to y'all because we were already talking to them so might as well also you know get get a message to everyone and not just the message amongst us so uh, we'll be reading them again as I mentioned here as as we go on so Sharon Jared and myself have a couple of messages so there we go all right so tonight's special guest is no I'm kidding (laughs) 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 we if if podcast cat makes an appearance that will be our only special guest tonight Aside from the red messages that were shared with us individually, um, you know, for that. So I think kicking it off, we have um, El Capitan. And Jared, I think, is going to share that one. All right. So this message comes from uh, from, uh, the GOAT himself, uh, Rodrigo Lopez. He says, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. See everyone in 2023. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see him again. Now, whether it be at Heart Health Park or actually in Phoenix this time, either way, it's great to ha- have him on for for another year, and ho- hopefully, we can get that set that second ring on his finger this coming season. Yeah, this, uh, we're hoping. <laughs> this is so funny because so because I live in Sacramento, you guys. I like I not stalking, not stalking. <laughs> but if any of them have camps and they list where their camps are it's like oh i just want to show up and i want to be at their you know at their camps just on the railing just to kind of hey how's it going because they usually bring in a couple of other players so if you guys ever make it to this area and any of our listeners ever make it you know what show up uh you know it's it's really good to see these guys and to support them uh i sponsored a player at one of keko's camps do that. You know, if you've got a couple bucks laying around, find a friend whose kid needs to go to camp, send them to Roro, Kekos, any of the guys, you know, who have camps running right now, help sponsor that or even the Sac Republic camps. Do something like that. It's a it's a feel good. You know, it really does feel good to send a kid to camp, even if it's a partial sponsorship, do it. But, you know, Roro's got a camp coming up and uh, and then the open tryouts are coming up in January. It's just you know, if you feel like it, sponsor. That was unscripted, Louise. Sorry about that. I had to throw that puppy in. <laughs> no, that's that's good. I'm glad you did. And while you and Jared were speaking, there was some Christmas music playing in the background because we're gonna I'm gonna be playing some of that music as we read <laughs> these messages throughout the show. So so people know when they're coming too. So oh, that's but no so last Christmas. No last <laughs> Christmas. I do not want to be sent to Wemhala. Last Christmas. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I See, gave you yours my is a heart. cover. Yours is a cover, so it's safe. I'm talking about the original Wham song. I oh. love Anyone the original he- Wham. Yeah, it's a good song. Me too. After December 25th, 
Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get you. Yeah. <laughs> After. Yeah. <sighs> oh, we well, haven't yet yeah. talked about food, but we went to music. Okay. So podcast, soccer podcast talks about food, music, and there was something else. Oh, well, that, that, that gives me an idea. I'm glad you reminded me. I was going to add that here because <laughs> it is going to be mentioned later on as an award. Oh but it I, I forgot to add it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, thanks, Jared, for reading Roro's message. And again, thank you to Roro for uh, sending that message over to everyone. Now, Jared, let's go ahead and talk about some USL news that just broke this morning. Let, let us know what, what's up with next season. First of all, because this will require quite a bit of energy, I'm going to have to tap into Mr. Ted Lasso. And no dirty puns intended. You tapped into Ted Lasso. You're taking a sip. It's an energy drink. And once it starts to take to take effect, we should be good. But let's go ahead and dive into the big USL news. So, yes, earlier this morning, there was uh, the announcement of the Conference alignment for 2023, and basically this has the league in an even keel uh, alignment. 12 teams in the West, 12 teams in the East. Unfortunately, this does confirm that if at, at least for 2023, that Queensboro FC will not be playing in the USL Championship, as a lot of folks uh, have been uh, commenting about. But with this move, this makes uh, FC Tulsa wear the St. Louis FC cap by moving from Western Conference to Eastern Conference. So this is really good news because I know you were going to say this, but I'm going to steal your thunder. No more two teams. You say it. No more two teams. And I think there's somebody else that might be maybe just a little heartbroken about it, I think. What? That we don't get to play Los Dos anymore? Why, yes, I, I, I hear the sound of a miniature violin coming uh, coming in from somewhere in Stanislaw County. <laughs> yeah, oh no, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss playing against Los Dos. Uh, yeah, seeing Atlanta United 2 do so bad in the East and seeing New York Red Bulls 2 give everyone points, right? Those are such fun games. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they can write those uh, uh, goals against as a tax write-off, who knows? Take it as a loss. I mean, they've been taking everything else as a loss this season. Oh my God, are you serious? You just said that. <laughs> but yes, uh, oh. there there is one which you could kind of call an MLS two club, but not really. Louding United, uh, they are actually going to be staying on because uh, ultimately there was talk about getting a expansion team in Baltimore, but because of a unique deal between Loudoun County, uh, Virginia, and Sports leagues, uh, Loudon wouldn't be able to go to MLS Next Pro. So they're going to have a, a separate uh, expansion just for the, the, the Baltimore area. So what that means is Loudon is staying in USL Championship. So we have a 12 by 12 format. Now, with this format, this does uh, actually bring the number of games per year to 34 games. Uh, they'll take place between March 11th to October 14th. So I know uh, probably might not be a birthday match uh, this time around because 27 falls on a Monday. But we're actually going to get the full schedule to drop in January of, of the new year. Now, how this breaks down as far as the matches, 
We'll actually play each Western Conference team twice, once home, once away. The last remaining matches are going to be spread out across the remaining uh, clubs, in this case, uh, the Eastern Conference clubs. But how they're going to do it is they're going to do it six home against the Eastern Conference and then six road matches against the Eastern Conference. Uh, Once again, we don't know where we're going to be going to, what we're going to be playing until the full schedule comes out in January. Uh, But so far, I've already also seen that uh, neighboring Phoenix Rising FC will be playing a few teams uh, for the first time. So that's going to be a little bit interesting there. But also the playoff uh, structure does go back to its original days. So we're not dealing with this uh, first round gets a buy or anything like that. It is going to be the top eight teams in each conference that moves on. And then just how it used to be, it was a single elimination format, win or go home. Now, some folks are already starting to complain that with that uh, setup, that seems like two-thirds of the league or almost all the league are getting into the playoffs. I mean, it's, that's not the case. We've seen this past year how big of a struggle it is even to gain one position into the playoffs, at least in the Western Conference anyway. I mean, Eastern Conference was locked up uh, months ago, it seemed like that. But this is going to be a big uh, challenge for those clubs that are barely scratching up to seventh, eighth spot or so. I mean, it gives a little bit more cushion, but it's definitely going to make it more competitive since we no longer have the first round by anymore. I do think that, you know, being that eight teams qualify out of the 12 teams, there's no reason we shouldn't qualify for the playoffs now, right? More than ever before, because, yeah, I mean, it is most of the uh, conference that actually qualifies. And so I think with that, it kind of worries me a little bit, too. And I'm one that has said it often, especially since uh, Liga Mekis actually also qualifies so many teams now. I mean, they have like a play-in round they do before, but that kind of weakens the league a little bit, right? And it makes some teams maybe you know, get a little lazy, I would say, because you might be falling down to like the last three, four games of the season and still have a chance of <laughs> crawling into that eighth spot. And then who knows, you might be the fir- beat the first place team. And then there you go, right? Like it didn't matter whether you were up or below. So I feel like I would have probably changed it, maybe make it to where it's like top six teams, maybe. That's just what I think, you know, just to make it more competitive. But what do you guys think? Yeah, no. <laughs> I like I like the top eight format because um, <laughs> literally it allows for an underdog to, you know, possibly like steamroll over somebody else. You know, I, I, I still like that. It's just, you know, it's got its pl- it's got everything has its pluses and minuses. I just want if we suck in league, <laughs> but we look good. It, okay, come on. I know we're going to talk about this here in a second, but look at Luis Felipe as an example. The dude played his best games when there was a a title on the line. (laughs) So, I mean, you just never know what a team is going to do. And I think when you, when a title is on the line, all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, it really matters now. (laughs) I can't, you know, do whatever leading up to the match. I really have to focus for 90 freaking minutes or extra, whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with having a broader, you know, base of teams to throw at playoffs. But at the end of the day, having 12 and 12 and having everything evened out 
and having an ability to travel, you know, they're going to have this incredible schedule for all of us. 34 total matches, like we said, and, you know, half of those are going to be home matches. It'll be a lot of fun. You know, it's Mm going to, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great season. 2023 has a good ring to it, right? Yeah, I mean this. This is taking us back to the uh, days of 2014, where where we actually would play all, all or the majority of the Eastern Conference teams and actually travel out east. Uh, in fact, uh, even the uh, USL commissioner had had mentioned that he had viewed that, that having these uh, cross country uh, matches, you know, definitely increased the popularity of, of the league, uh, and the uh, the fan experience. You know, so now the fact that we technically get to play all of the Eastern Conference teams at least once uh, on the home or on the road. I mean, that's just that's something I've been looking forward to for years, to be honest. I mean, it would be great to maybe go a little further to see the Republic FC play against this other team. Maybe like against, uh, oh, say, Pittsburgh or Indy in 11 or so. And, and to be honest, I, I may be halfway tempted to fly to Indy if, if we play them on the road. but. We'll see, but thank thank you to USL for, you know for this you know for getting us this uh, type of uh, schedule this year. Yeah, all I know is as always the Western Conference is going to be pretty competitive. I mean, you look at all the teams that are in the West, and I look at all teams in the East, and the West has more competitive teams that can make it to playoffs. I think the East there's more weaker quote unquote teams, right? But in the West, I mean. I guess Las Vegas, but we know Las Vegas didn't do so bad uh, this past season too, right? So it's it's anyone's game. I, I think it's going to be a close race for that uh, eighth spot, you know, when you're looking at ninth uh, through twelfth to fight for eighth place. I think it might just be down to one point or a goal differential between like eighth and, and ninth place. Awesome. Well, great, great news with that, Jared. Now let's move on to some Sac Republic news. Also, basically... We got that news, and then this next news came, like, what, an hour, two hours after? And I know, Jared, you were the first to tell us about this, so can you also tell our, our listeners what, what you found out? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, while I was uh, trying to look through the alignment information and postseason information for, from uh, USL, I had managed to see a very, very uh, breaking news item that Luis Felipe has actually been signed to a multi-year Yes, multi-year contract uh, with the Republic FC. So we're going to have him for uh, for a, a good while, at least by USL standards, uh, since we don't uh, get to see the terms. But this is something that I was hoping that if we couldn't hold on to Malik Foster, please, please, please let us at least uh, keep uh, Luis as far as those with expiring contracts. So this is definitely going to be a great fuel up for for our team. We know what he's done, especially in the Open Cup uh, run. He has managed to create dramatics, come through in the clutch. So hopefully we can build on with that uh, this year. So, yes, Luis Felipe, we got him unlocked for a couple of years. So I'm definitely grateful for, for that as well. Jared, I agree. This is going to be wonderful. I agree with 100, 100%. You know, what what you said about, you know, if we couldn't get this person, can we please make sure we have that person? But I think the coach, I think everybody at 
the club who's in charge of, you know, player management, I think everybody really wanted Luis. And it was kind of odd when a lot of the players were saying their farewells, but we heard zero from Luis Felipe. And it's like, oh, they're going to be in negotiations. So we're not hearing a peep and we're watching, you know, everybody's watching Luis's social media and it's kind of like, oh my God, he traveled to the East Coast. Well, frick, his family lives on the East Coast, right? You know, we're like, we're like totally hanging on his every little moment. It's like, what about what about Ted Frenchie, his little dog? What's going on there? Maybe, okay, 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 calm down, calm down, everybody. Christmas, you know, he's family at the holidays. And then and then we saw Carlton Belmar was visiting here in Sacramento for celebrating a birthday out here. And, and he was hanging with Luis Felipe. It's like, ah, what does this mean? We all get all like super wound up when it comes to the guys that we, you know, want to see and hang on to. And it's funny how it's like when they announced the core players, when the club announced all the core players that were staying, we're like, oh, phew, good. Matt LaGrasse. Oh, good. Connor Don. Oh, good. Lee Desmond. You know, and then we're like, okay, what about, what about Danny Video? What about, what, what about these guys? What about those guys? And it's like, crap, Luis Felipe, silence. No. No. And we're all like, okay, he's going to go to MLS. No, he's done that. So what other USL club could pay him the money we could pay him? Okay, let's think about that. Hmm. No, not them. No, not maybe that. No. And then it's like, yay, he's back. And so it's just like, it was a fabulous day. Uh, Luis Urbano, I know you love Luis Felipe, but you did not choose him to win the yellow card contest. <laughs> Yeah, because I had to choose Matt, right? Because I, I really felt like he was going to beat him. But again, it, it was an interesting little contest we had there and not one that we really wanted either of ours to win, right? Would have been good if none of them would have uh, won or if they would have tied better. But <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's really good news that he's coming back. And uh, shout out to the team for you know putting in the effort to renew him because I really do think that he had opportunities to join MLS again. Because let's remember that he left the earthquakes uh, because of a coaching decision, right? It didn't fit uh, Almeida's formation and what he wanted out of the team and whatnot. But after having such a good season and, you know, especially in the Open Cup where we know, you know, it's being watched more nationally and there's more MLS teams keeping an eye out for him, especially in that Open Cup final as well. I really did think that we were going to lose him. So the fact that we kept him, I think it's because he got a well-deserved uh, raise and, you know, a pretty good offer, especially if it's a multi-year contract. I mean, if it's not all that amazing, you're not going to sign multi-year. You might just sign for one year. So I think that speaks volumes of the negotiations and just how valuable the team knows he is, right? Hopefully uh, this leads to even bigger and bigger uh, things down the road uh... Once it comes time to either ending the contract uh, at its time or just when it comes to negotiation. So definitely great. So here's the deal with Luis and and I'll stop. I'll end it here. Luis was big in big games. I think in regular league matches, he was hot and cold. You know, we all commented on it during the podcast. And I think one of the things that Mark is going to demand from him, and I think he even said it there was something out loud is to take that big game mentality, 90 minutes of focus concentration to the everyday match, you know, the matches that are against Mm -hmm. New Mexico or San Diego or Oakland or Monterey is to have that big game feeling 
going out on the pitch and to fo- 90 minutes of focus. Don't play down to the level of the team that you're playing against. If you're in fact, you're playing down, you know, just that, that full 90 minutes and coach now has the ability to say, you're not doing it, Luis. Okay. Nick Ross, you're in or whatever, Nick Ross, you're starting Luis, you know, you'll come in later, you know, it's, so there's some ability there, some flexibility, and we all talked about it. And I think even Luis would acknowledge it. And even the coach would acknowledge that 90 minutes of incredible focus concentration is what we want of all of our guys. And I, I think, I think, I think Luis is going to bring it this year. I really do. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's go ahead and uh, have another message read. And Sharon, would you do us the honor to read to us what our goalkeeper, Danny V, said? I will do that. So let me pull up this wonderful message from Danny Videolo. He writes to me, well, and to share with uh, everybody listening in. Danny Videolo here, wishing the happiest, safest, and healthiest of holidays to the heart of our club, our amazing fans and supporters. Together we are indomitable. And that was all in capitals, by the way. Counting down the days until we are all at Heart Health Park together again. See you soon and Happy New Year. Vamos Republic. Couldn't have said it better. What a great wish, you know, to all of us and to anybody who's listening. I love you, Danny Vidiolo. I love you, Sabrina. I love your cat. You know, it's like, let's just keep having family. We've all gotten close to the guys that played for us this year, whether they're with us or not. You know, it's kind of like hashtag always Republic um, or forever Republic, whatever you want to use. So anyhow, what'd you guys think of what Danny said? That's awesome, especially what he put in all caps. I mean, you got to put that in all caps when you're sending that. So, really nice message. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Danny. And this that message already has me chopping at the bit for the Southwest app uh, and for the USL app because I mean I, I can't wait either. I mean he I mean, he was de- definitely one one of the best goalies in the league. I don't care what San Antonio says, but his his message just. I mean, it, it just hits, you know, it's I mean, to, to thank to thank the fans for support in 2022. And then also, you know, the, the grandest of holidays, class act, man, that man is a class act. Cool. Well, thanks, Sharon, for reading that message from uh, Danny. And now let's go ahead and get right to our best of awards. And each one of us is going to have maybe the same one, maybe a different one, but we each have our own award of sorts that we're going to give out here for both best of SRFC for the year and also best of state of the Republic for this year. And so uh, first let's go ahead and start with our first category. And this one's probably going to be an anonymous thing, especially after just reading the message (laughs) that Sharon just read, but best goalkeeper for SRFC. One, two, three, say it together. One, two, three. Danny Vidiello. Oh, yeah. Or that works. <laughs> yeah, of course, our great goalkeeper had a lot of good opportunities uh, this year. And, you know, I'm glad he got as much playing time as he did because, I mean, the guy really had some just crazy saves that I don't know if any other goalkeeper would have had, right? Because we know he has his experience starting USL, right? He was the Golden Glove winner with the Riverhounds and you know, he clearly showed that in his first year. And, you know, I, I actually want to ask you too, do you think that he's the all-time best goalkeeper in Sac Republic history or can he not claim that title quite yet? What do you guys think? 
I don't know. I think Jake Gleason, I have to go back to 2014. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, here was a guy, it was a similar situation, similar kind of background, wasn't really intending to be a keeper, um, you know, for all of it. And, you know, he helped us get, you know, the championship in 2014, but things were different back then. Um, I mean, I look at Evan Newton, I, you know, Patrick McLean and Evan Newton had a great career after he left us. Um, you know, he was drafted by MLS after us, uh, went on to play for SC Cincinnati. Uh, it, it's, it's tough. I think Danny Vidiolo has the chops to be one of our best keepers. I mean, then, but then you have to look at Josh Cohen. I mean, dude was like, look where he is now, Josh Cohen, you know? So it's, these are all hard. They're all different and they all mm. have different, I don't know, attributes. It's a, that's a tough one. It, that's a really tough question. Stop. Don't ask that question. <laughs> Stop it. I think the, the only way it could really be classified, I mean, it's definitely a tough choice as far as all-time Republic FC, but I find it a little bit easier to categorize it uh, Republic FC uh, 10s and Republic FC 20s as far as the decades. So as far as best of 20s, I would definitely say Danny V is best of 20s uh, so far. Uh, best of 10s, that's where things get a little sticky. I mean, j- just like what, what Sharon said. I mean, you've, you've got so many to choose from that that, that uh, define the Republic FC during the uh, seasons of 2014 through 2019. I mean, 20, uh, 2020 through 2022 was was a different decade, but we saw so much out of the keepers that we have, uh, except for Bobby Shuttlesworth. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but you had so much great acts, uh, you know, between the pipes. So does Danny V get uh, best goalkeeper of the year? He's getting damn close. He's getting that. He is getting close. I mean, twenty twenty three is is a fresh slate, and I know he's going to get plenty of fresh sheets. But let's see what 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 both he and and Carlos do next year. Yeah, well, I had to throw a little tough question over to you guys since we all agreed on on this. So, how to get some disagreement here on this first one? Ask. <laughs> oh my freaking ears! I had to say it. Sorry, I'm channeling. I'm channeling my my inner um, coach beard. If you've listened to any of Rebecca uh, Lowe's podcasts, you know the after the whistle podcast man they they had some language <laughs> so coach beard did not hold back if you listen to any of that of course oh, he wasn't coach nice. beard on the podcast he was his regular self brendan oh yeah yeah coach beard probably would not be saying that on on the show yeah he would <laughs> uh, unless you were talking about that one episode where he gets drunk and then you know he, he goes over to that like club right and yeah. yeah i won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it but that was a Funny moment in that show. <laughs> all and right. he was drunk during some of his episodes with Rebecca, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, makes it funnier. So moving on to the next category, best defender. Sharon, you want to go first? I will. As much as I love Dan Casey, love, love, love Dan Casey, and I love Lee, I have to go with Connor Donovan. I mean, the dude had like that Zen presence back there. You just never... You never saw him get flustered or weirded out or anything like that. It just took everything in stride and, you know, dealt with his little injury thingy and came right back. And, you know, he's just he's just so zen. And I love that about Connor Donovan. 
I, I got to go with, with my Mick Foley of the USL, uh, Dan Casey. You know, I mean, he, the man sacrifices his body you know, for the club. I mean, in any way possible, it's, it's like, what next is he, is he going to get a chair and, and, and just throw himself on top of the, the, the oncoming attack. I mean, this man takes so much abuse. It's like, it's, I almost think it was him that was doing those BYU State video of the goalie getting bonked in the head several times. I mean, I mean, Lord, Lord love him. I mean, he 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 goes in, does the job best as possible, and still comes out a bed of roses. I mean, I, I, I I'm I'm gonna miss the guy, but uh, I mean, he definitely had the performance of the year. You're right. You're right all the way around. 100. I agree with everything you said, and. I would say the fat lady has not sung on this situation, even though he didn't, you know, he said farewell. Thank you. Where's the news that he's been picked up elsewhere? If there's no news, is there going to be news in our camp? I don't know. You know, this could be one of those weirdo presents that we get. So, you know, just keep watching all the social media, y'all. But I have to say that, you know, you have your Zen guy with Connor Dolan gone to Connor Donovan and the beard and the mustache, whatever. That was so fun. <laughs> but then, yeah. And then you have Mr. ADHD, Dan Casey, who seemed to be like everywhere he was needed to put his body in front of it. I swear it was like a puppet on a string. Connor was like, okay, go get that guy. Okay, go get that guy. Okay, go get that ball. <laughs> and meanwhile, Connor's just sitting nice back in the pocket, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Have another beer. <laughs> Luis, what's your choice? Well, I'm going to go with Jared as well for the same reasons that you guys were talking about right now. I mean, he he was like a wall out back and you got to admire those defenders that, you know, put their body in front of any play and they're not scared to, you know, tackle anywhere, any situation. I mean, the guy was there and, you know, it's they're, they're tough to find, right? I mean, we've had seasons where we don't have those kinds of defenders and I just hope that you know, whoever we get to replace him or whoever is going to be replacing him in the starting lineup can actually, you know, continue to be as as good as he was. And hopefully, you know, we do get a Christmas miracle and we happen to hear that he gets signed back and it could still happen. Right? There's still a couple of days left till Christmas. So who knows? That could still be a, a thing. But other than that, I mean, we're going to wish him the best of luck and whatever team he goes to. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be the same you know, Dan Casey that we knew here in Sac Republic. So I can't wait to to see what where his future's at. And, you know, we'll definitely be following his career closely too after and seeing what other crazy defender moments he has uh, wherever he goes. All right, moving on in the uh, lineup here of awards, <laughs> as y'all have been seeing, let's go on to best midfielder. And uh, I know, Sharon, you were saying that there's some guys that could be attacking midfield and they could basically go from midfield to forward. So feel free to just choose whoever has been more consistently playing in that position uh, in starting lineups. God, I hate you. I hate you so much right now because I don't want to pick anybody because I have like six favorites for that midfield position, starting with row, of course, everybody's going to pick row, but then there's also, I mean, you got to look at Matt, you got to look at Luis and you got to look at, you know, Keko as an attacking midfielder kind of guy. And then you got to look at Dami. It's like, crap, my sister would pick Dami. And I'll tell you why, even though we love row shit. And I'm, I, I don't mean to avoid the question, 
<laughs> I'm avoiding the question. She picks him because of what he did. I mean, like he brought full on Barcelona feet to the table. You know, if you if you watched all of his maneuvering and his passing and his vision, he was really good. He's an up and comer kind of guy. But I just gotta still land back on Roro. I mean, who wouldn't love Roro? I love you, Keko, and I'm so sorry. Anyhow, go on next. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta agree. I mean, this is definitely a, a, a crowded boat as far as uh, trying to pick best midfielder. I mean, Roro, Keko, uh, Dami, it's 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 really difficult to, to pick one. But, I mean, I think ultimately Roro's got the total package. I mean, he's the uh, the ground general. You know, he gets uh, people under assignments, sets people up, and uh, jumps in uh, w- when needed. So it's... Definitely not 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 a knock against uh, the other uh, midfielders. They they are definitely great. I mean, and and this is a positive problem to have so many big names to 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 take those slots. I mean, better to have even balanced rather than just maybe one superstar and then kind of eh the remaining line. So without being as as profane. I, I I will say f this question, yeah, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, I have to say, I mean, these are more best of awards, right? And as much as we would like to award everyone, you can only award one, right? So that's that's more so. I think where where this is at. So um, you know, we're not saying that the other players don't deserve it, but you know, when you have to give an award, it's it's like what employee of the month, right? Can only be given to one employee. That's kind of how that goes, and. It's unfair, I agree, but I, I didn't make up the rules. I mean, that's that's the rules of an award, I guess, that are established already. <laughs> um, well, you, know, you, could give yeah. award, you can give the award to five people if you wanted to. I mean, a team effort. Come on, Luis. How many times has an award been given to a team, you know, like a group? You know, it's like, okay, yeah, you were you were responsible for the project, but you had three people helping you. So it was like those four people were part of that project. <laughs> can we please? Can we please just have a little leeway here? But anyhow, F the question. I agree with uh, Jared. Hey, that's what they do in the Oscars, right? I mean, it's usually just one. Yeah. And even though it's a whole movie production. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, I, I'm going to okay, keep it. I'm going to keep it uh, short and sweet. Rodrigo Lopez, no doubt. I mean, he had a standout year. And, you know, he is looking like he is still in his 20s. And, you know, none of us want him to retire, even if he does after <laughs> His year of contract uh, is is out because, you know, he still has the energy of a 20-year-old. And I don't know, Sharon, I mean, you saw him closely in 2014. He looks like he has the energy of 2014 Roro still. And that's quite amazing to see uh, in a player his age. And, you know, it just goes to show how well-prepared he is and how he wants to give it his all, right? He doesn't want to be out there not giving his 100 if he's not going to be doing so right that's right all right let's go ahead and move on over maybe to a more easier one best forward <laughs> sorry did you hear me say that word Shut I, I, I heard it was i heard the whisper yeah <laughs> uh, is Keko considered a forward you know because i just want to keep highlighting what that other spaniard brings to the table but okay so we know that malik played the nine you know and so I think this may be unanimous because he just was different. We've never seen anything like him, you know, on our on our squad. But I know he will probably get a lot a lot of thumbs ups. 
And then now he's in Colorado and I hate that, you know, that he's not with us, but I will go with Malik. But if Keko's considered a forward, I would possibly switch my vote. Whatever. You know, Malik, you left us. Jared. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to go with the Maserati himself. I mean, I'm, it still te- it tears my backside up that now he's in Colorado Springs, but I mean, I totally get why, but yeah, man, it was just some- something about him when he got back uh, onto the pitch out in New Jersey at his past May. I mean, I just saw him just turn the jets on like nothing. And he's been doing that the whole rest of the year. He just gets in there, creates uh, chances. And in a lot of instances follows through and kicks in that goal. I mean, I, I still remember his brace uh, when we were in Monterey the first time. I mean, the, the man's got a vertical. I mean, he, he, we could probably try to get him on a, on a Stockton Kings contract at least. I mean, that that's how talented the man is. But Yeah, I mean, that, that's my choice, even though he's no longer with us. Luis? Yeah, my, my choice is uh, Malik himself as well. It, you know, I'm still sad as well, like you, Jared, that he was let go and more so that he went to Colorado Springs. I would have expected him to go to Colorado Rapids, but for us to lose him, you know, to the switchbacks, especially the team that just beat us in the playoffs, it, it was a, a big letdown on that side. But I guess we'll never know what really happened. Only only the team knows maybe, I don't know, Colorado managed to get some money from who knows where. I mean, we know they brought a couple other players as well right recently uh duke lacroix as well uh, so they really like you mentioned in the last episode jared they are churning into um a sort of you know colorado springs republic of sorts but mm-hmm. yeah i guess the, that that just goes to show how great we did last season that everyone wants to steal our players and manage to find money out of who knows where to <laughs> to try and pay him more it's just like Bob in La Bamba said, this ain't my first or my last because they're not going to be the first or the last club to basically become a Republic FC2. We've seen it happen with Reno. We've seen it happen with Oakland. And now we're seeing it with Colorado Springs. Yeah. Well, actually, they, they had already done it at the beginning of the season, right? Mr. Sobelhead and KB, right? So they already had to. <laughs> well, this this makes it even more so. I mean, because gr- granted, they, they they parted ways with Carlton, but they still had Matt Mahoney. They brought back Bruce Gundrich you know, back oh, into the USL, yeah. and then also now they have Malik Foster and Duke Lacroix. So it's now and now looking more like uh, Colorado Springs Republic FC, including <laughs> the the uh, crest I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. All right, this one is probably going to be another unanimous one. Best Academy player. One, two, three, Rafa. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not anonymous. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know about Jared, if Jared also was going to say Rafa. No, no Ra- 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 Rafa's done good this year. I mean, he's, I mean, I kind of wish we saw saw more of him, uh, but, uh, you know, this, that, this uh, 2023 might be an opportunity to see more of him. Okay, uh, Tiago did. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, yeah. Tiago, Tiago was on my list. Tiago and Rafa, but I can't pick between them because they each brought something different. Tiago had to step up in big games when everybody got injured. So, you know, Tiago saw more minutes. I don't know. Luis Urbano, who's yours? Uh, Tiago is, right? I mean, recently now signed with New England. And like you said, he stepped up in big games. 
where he was kind of forced into <laughs> you know playing it wasn't like he just got subbed in you know yeah, he had to step in goal. and yeah Rafa's goal. i mean look at rafa's goal his first you know usl championship goal look at that you guys look at that i mean really yeah i mean it, it was good i mean i was glad he had good but I just think, you know, Tiago made the move to New England and, you know, for, for the few games he had, amazing, right? First season, we saw him a little bit in the preseason, if you remember. You remember Sharon back when oh, I loved him. you first heard of him, when you first mentioned him? And, oh, dude. Yeah. I knew of him because I know his dad, Ryan. Ryan Suarez used to play for the Galaxy, and he was the bit of a handful, Ryan Suarez was. So, and I know his dad. I mean, I've known his dad for years. So... So Jared, would you have picked Thiago? I mean, I I, I would have. I mean, he the uh, rotational squad uh, from June through September definitely helped his cause out, and ultimately that that's why he ended up with New England. So it definitely worked out for Thiago. So I mean, R- Rafa. I mean, he's been around for a while, and and just to see him get his first goal, which was a hometown goal, on top of that. I mean that that was just amazing, but uh, yeah, I mean Tiago was definitely a very, 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 very close second on that. I mean, I, I certainly do w- wish him uh, the best of luck out in New England, and I hope he's bought some uh, some long johns because he's going to need them if he doesn't have them already. Ha! All right, moving on to best goal. I have it. It's Luis Felipe against um, was it LA Galaxy? Open Cup, yeah. Open Cup in my mind. If you wanted a league goal, I have to think about that. I would definitely say uh, Roro with the assist to uh, Luis Felipe against Oakland uh, at Hard Health Park. I mean, that was just mm. an amazing, uh, uh, amazing combo for, from the both of them. And last minute, too, right? If I remember, mm-hmm. we were close yep. to losing. Yep. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was quite, quite a big effort by Roro, right? Like he did the shake and bake and... <laughs> Pulled the cross and Luis Felipe was there. What's yours? Mine. And uh, I think Sharon, you heard me say this too. I said it at the game when it happened is the mayor Elgrove, Matt LaGrosse's goal uh, <laughs> against San Diego Loyo last regular season home game. The one where the famous celebration happened where, yes, you know, he <laughs> slid. <Stop>. and uh, Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yes. That one. The way he just like did the bully. It was spot on. I mean, I, I know we were watching it over in BIP with Sharon, but I knew it was going to go in. I mean, we had the right angle, right, to see it. But when you saw him pull that shot, you knew that the goalkeeper was in no way going to even get a hand to it. I, I kind of made mention of, about this on a tweet from Republic FC because they had uh, earlier today made mention about um, Matt's goal. And with the perfect image they had uh, of Matt's uh, being perpendicular to the ground as part of his uh, goal celebration, I commented, we need to get that photoshopped, have him flying near Golden One Center with the beam lit. You cannot get much more Sacramento than that. <laughs> nope. That's, yeah. So would the beam be like piercing his body? I don't know. Whatever. It'd be um, like in the, back, in the background, like he's flying past it. Oh, he's flying. Oh, he's flying. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. You have to have him fly, fly you know, like a uh, like a superhero, you know, in, in the sky yeah. or whatever, with the Golden One Center and the beam in the in the near background. You know, I think you could uh, probably pull that off with your uh, memes. 
I, I believe uh, I believe I see something in in the works. Well, I can work on that. You know, maybe throw in a couple of uh, Ladybird references or Tower Records bags. There you go. Maybe some blue <laughs> maybe some blue diamond cans. And then a, a cow or something from Elk Grove. Since we were an ag community before we became a bedroom community. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Cow or an oak tree since there are no more elks. Anyhow. <laughs> All right. And the, the last category here in our best of SRFC is a best moment. And we're looking at particular moments, not just like, you know, just one game in general. Particular moment in a, a game. You guys hit it. We'll go, we'll go with Luis first. All right, so mine, because I was right there a couple of feet away because I sat in that section. Thankfully, best decision to get seats in that section was uh, Roro scoring the winning PK against Sporting Kansas City that ultimately led to us, you know, reaching the Open Cup final. And, you know, we've talked about it plenty of times here, just how amazing it felt when we saw him score that winning PK. And, yeah, I mean, the whole stadium erupted. I don't know. know if it's ever been that loud before but it it was quite an amazing moment especially again being on that side and them celebrating basically right there in front of where I was it was quite an amazing moment in my time as a a soccer public fan and I think probably my top five in general as a soccer public fan and I think what could top that is us actually winning uh, another championship but other than that that's going to be number one until then yeah, that's uh, definitely mine as well. I mean, uh, the fact that that one, this is the first tournament uh, for Republic FC that, that I've gone to personally, especially the fact that I was at home. The fact that I went into PKs, I mean, I, I was on the direct opposite and I was over at the TBB section. I mean, it was just mad crowded. Everybody was getting up against the fence, you know, w- watching in anticipation. I was clutching onto, uh, onto Dom. You know, just watch watching everything unfold. And then once Roe hit it, and then went past the net. I mean, it was just electric. I mean, everywhere. Everybody was was clutching on one another, jumping, dancing. You've seen some of the video of, of me uh, of it as well. I mean, I have never experienced anything like that in my in my being i mean i i know i've gone to the afl grand final but i didn't really have a dog in in that race but to be home for the biggest victory of 2022 i mean that i, I still get tears and i still hear uh dead mouse's song i remember playing in my brain whenever i i replay that moment i mean it was i mean it was it's definitely not like any other one i've, I've ever had so in the lines of those moments, there was an unsung hero all the way through, both at LAFC and also against Kansas City at home. And that was Danny Vidiolo for making some saves. You know, if it wasn't for Danny Vidiolo doing what he needed to do, the moment with Roro, which is one of the best moments, would not have even happened. Because, you know, let's face it, Danny Vidiolo, dude... You know, he didn't even have to put a Golden Globe trophy on his. Anyhow, sorry, I digress yeah. to Argentina. Um, yeah, no, the dude, the the dude rocked it all the way through. So all of those that you have talked about are best moments compounded by Danny, you know, and elevated by our humble, very humble goalkeeper who basically 
always gives uh, props to everybody around him. You know, um, he just does his job like that's what he's supposed to do. So got to give it to Danny V. Thank you. Definitely awesome. I mean, just like you said, I mean, w- without Danny V's uh, save, you know, we wouldn't have had the row row goal. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. we would have still had the row row goal. It's just we would have had to go into extra more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Really appreciate, really appreciate all the above. Love Roro's goal. And the fact that he was spent, that was, you know, 120 minutes plus of time and you're not hydrated, you're cramping. And he definitely cramped after all of that. And, you know, poor guy, but at the end of the day, all good. Yay. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that, 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 that was our uh, best of Sacred Republic moments of the year. Now, uh, let's go ahead and read Keiko's message. And Sharon, I'm going to start first reading it in Spanish. I know he sent it over in that. And then he also sent it in English. Uh, but just so we uh, capture uh, the first message he sent. Yeah. So this is what so he said. It was so sweet of him to send that. You know, I really appreciate. Anyhow, go ahead. All right. So this is what he said in Spanish. Hola, mis amigos del podcast State of the Republic. Jared, Luis, y sobre todo mi querida Sharon. Desde el aeropuerto de Dallas os escribo Camino de España para desearos tanto a vosotros como a vuestros oyentes que tengáis una feliz Navidad y un próspero año nuevo. Referente al campeonato que viene, hoy se ha anunciado la vuelta de Luis Felipe, así que creo que hay que ser optimistas ya que el club de momento ha conseguido mantener la misma base del año pasado y eso ya es una ventaja. Dios os bendiga. So what he said... For those of you who didn't follow that was hello my friends from state of the republic podcast jared luis and especially my dear sharon i am writing to you from the dallas airport on my way to spain to wish both you and your listeners a merry christmas and a prosperous new year regarding the upcoming championship luis felipe's return has been announced today so i think we have to be optimistic since for the moment the club has managed to maintain the same base as last year and that is already an advantage. God bless you. Great words. Even Keko understands what it means to have Luis Felipe back in the squad. You know, so now we've got Jacker, we've got Connor Donovan, we've got Lee Desmond, we've got Dami, we've got Roe, we've got Nick Ross, we've got Keko, we've got Luther. I mean, we have some killer, and then our keepers, of course. We've got killer, we've got a killer base. So what's not to like about that? Thank you, Keko, for that message. You are awesome. Thank you so far, everybody who has sent us individually some messages to share. We love you and thank you. Yes, thank thank you all once again. It's definitely most appreciative. I know it was short notice, but we appreciate you know, the, the kind words and definitely have a great happy holiday. And Keko, have some of that Iberian ham for me, please. Sí, muchas gracias, Keko, por tu mensaje. Now, let's go ahead and move on to the best of State of the Republic for this year. And since we had a couple of traveling moments, what better way than starting off with our individual favorite SRFC game travel moment? And let's be specific. Maybe not. let's not just mention a whole game, but uh, who wants to go first or do you want me to go first again? Oh, no. Oh, no. This is where we get to grill you because of your... <laughs> cellular plan that probably had no reception and your battery was dead mine i'm sorry 
there's so many memorable moments, including Orlando. But the one that sticks out in my head was when we all joined together in Monterey and I picked up Jared from the bus depot or wherever you were. I think it was a bus depot. And we went to Monterey together to watch the match when we beat them in Monterey, right? But I gave you my phone to do the live show. And the whole time you were doing this live pregame and I was with my sister and I'm trying to get food and drink. I had no phone. So I had no way to pay. And I was, okay, so I was digging around for cash and credit cards. I will not forget that moment and that day because I was, I kept looking for my phone and I have, no, no, no. I gave it to Louise. I hope he still has it. And when I got back to you, you were still freaking doing the live show. And so I think I may have gotten onto it for a couple of seconds, but then there was no way for me to join the live show because you had my phone. So I didn't know what you were doing. It was just like, it was one of those hilarious moments. And Jared, you were standing right with him with my phone. Well, I had to help somehow with, with, with the pregame. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I had my phone, phone out and then. Yeah, yeah yes. Louis, you need a better cell plan. That's the base and charge your freaking phone. I don't know what if your phone was dead or it was a bad phone or your cell plan, but I have to heap it on you, dude. That was <laughs> hilarious for me to sit there fumbling in my pockets looking for my phone, even though I knew I'd given it to you. So there you go. I, I'm going to blame it on my iPhone. I have an iPhone 7 still, and oh, I, I don't get 5G. <laughs> I don't get 5G an iPhone. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to upgrade my iPhone, and I'm hoping to do so actually here in the next couple of days. So uh, that should help fix that because I'm on 4G basically. So that's why it runs slow. I, I don't want to blame cricket because it's not really on them. I think it's on the phone. <laughs> All right. Now with, with mine, it's a little different because obviously I'm not in the home market and, and I'm already away. So for me, am I picking fa- favorite uh, road match or favorite travel home to Sacramento moment? Uh, I mean, because really I, I, I've got both. I mean, what, what, however we want to do it. Uh, anything goes really. I think whatever game you travel to, I mean, you travel to all the games, right? But whatever moment you'd like to choose that, that you travel. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do it this way. I mean, uh, as far as a road match for me, but home match for everybody else would have to be the birthday match. I mean, this was, this was just a to- total amazing day out. I mean, the fact that I was able to travel out to, to a game against FC Tulsa and re- and we got the goal right in front of me when I was at uh, the TBB section. And afterwards, you know, I w- went to the uh, St. Baldrick's uh, event and, you know, got, got my head a, a shave for first time in, in quite a while. You know, helped out uh, St. Baldrick's. And then also we all met up at uh, McCoonies for my first time ever. And I'm still in love with that DMC role. And, of course, the uh, the wheel not working correctly as it was. The fact I landed on one prize. Oh, we don't have that. Um, go ahead and spin again. The spin against something, you know, land on something else. Uh, looks like we don't have that either. Uh, would you be cool with, with with this big bag of rice? And you know, I, you know, I, I still have it. You know, I, I'm just waiting to, to make some good sack of rice home, and you're trying to travel light, and you're taking an extra five pounds of rice home. <laughs> I, I mean, that that's from what I've seen from. Uh, Kings fans, you know, that, that post in Sacramento Kings Kingdom when it's their birthday, you know, there's quite a few of them that say, man, I hope I win the bag of rice. And wow, here I go. I, I end up 
winning it on the third roll. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun, that was definitely a fun day, a fun trip. And did you already mention the drunk beer candy part of it? Anyhow. Yeah. (laughs) Where we sat in lobby and sorted taffy. Oh God, that's, that's right. I mean, yeah, we, we ultimately that weekend we did end up, um, Sharon and I went to a candy Haven over in old Sacramento. We just like, Spend a good amount of time picking which candy, just dumping it into our, to our bucket there and everything like that. And once uh, we made it to my hotel, they had this big lobby area, and we just, you know, dumped uh, what we thought was our candy, just, you know, dumped it. It was all in one bag, so we dumped it on the table. We separated both. I mean, all the uh, the taffies and everything as, like that. As we're drinking. Yeah, and we had a couple beers at, at, down the lobby, too, so... I mean, that was that was definitely uh, that was some good times there. Luis, what about you? So mine would have to be in the U.S. Open Cup final on game day when we all met up at Harry Buffalo, and you know that was the best decision. And I'm really glad sharing that you convinced me to not go to the team thing because I really wanted to also go to that too. Because I mean, that atmosphere was just so amazing. I I never imagined it was going to be that amazing. Right. And seeing how many people packed that place and uh, even some Orlando fans who still had the nerve to be there when you know it was like 95% Sac Republic. <laughs> uh, it was still, I think, mind-boggling to me. But hearing everyone do the chants, just catching up with people. I mean, you know, we were getting people that we knew coming left and right and, <laughs> and all that and news reporters coming by and all that. I mean, it it was such a great atmosphere to be in. And then after that, meeting outside, gathering, and then that march we did all the way to Explorer Stadium, us three, it was quite, quite an epic moment there, especially as, you know, everyone was watching us, some Orlando fans, you know, actually being respectful, admiring, even, you know, taking video of our march. Others, you know, maybe not so much, but, you know, that was a minority of fans because most of them were actually uh, really good sports with us being away fans. And so that that moment was uh, really epic, you know, being able to to march down, uh, especially being that it was an away match, not at home. And just seeing how many people from Sac Republic were there. I mean, that that's where we really realized that, hey, a lot of people really came, right? Because before that, yeah, sure, we saw some of our friends, but it's not until you see everyone congregate in one spot that you realize like whoa you know what we were saying hundreds of people coming by yeah that's true so that was that was mine excellent all right (laughs) and next we gotta go with the one that i think us three i mean you guys can let me know if i'm wrong we're kind of in agreement that the funniest moment in state of the republic recordings this year happened not too long ago during a live show and if you guys have a different one, let me know. If not, then I could go ahead and play the clip so oh everyone can no. hear it. It's it. It's it. Oh, gonna, that's in history. That's history. That's oh, it. boy. <laughs> I know Jared's still using the clip uh, for other purposes. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, I did use it as a meme for the uh, New England the Patriots collapse against the Raiders uh, this past weekend. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so let me go ahead and give everyone some context here before I play the, the clip that we had on, on our live stream. But happened uh, as we talked about the game USA-England in the World Cup. Uh, William, who is a regular on our live stream, 
was actually wearing an England jersey and Sharon hadn't seen him yet. I, I believe Sharon joined us as our intro video was playing. So she could not see anyone in, in the stage, right? Because uh, that's how it is when you're not uh, with admin access at the time. And so when I added William, Sharon saw his jersey. She made a comment, where are you wearing the England jersey? And then Jared was just cracking up the whole time. And it made it even more funnier because, you know, some echo started to, you know, pop up. And we started to hear Sharon and Will, you know, a couple of times. <laughs> and uh, it just turned into a hilarious moment. So let me go ahead and share that audio clip here with everyone so you could have a laugh as well and enjoy uh, Jared's laugh. <laughs> including Oakland Brill. Yeah, I know. I do support both teams, including England, including the U.S., which is right there. Because I know both have been fought very well. But I know there's so many stolen prizes on the corner. But I'm, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad that the, uh, I'm so glad the uh, U.S. soccer team they made a great defenses very well. They done tremendously well. And and as for England, however, they need to work more hard. They've been done too much strategizing going on. I'll but, tell you what, uh, William, I think you killed. I think you just killed Jared. I think I think Jared is dead now. You killed him. Look at him, everybody. Take a minute and look at Jared. He died. He literally just died of laughter. I don't know that I've ever seen I know. He is on a corner. On a corner. This is why you come here. Come here. And I hear something. If if Jared croaks because of your jersey, I swear to God. <laughs> We're gonna blame it on England. <laughs> I know they're pretty tough competitor right now, and I know this is getting so oh, so challenging. Well, but you know, it still <laughs> it still cracks me up when <laughs> when I hear that, and, and like I said, you know, Jared still used it for other purposes, and I don't know if that's gonna ever be topped by anything else, but I mean, we'll see. It, it oh could still happen. It's Straight. so unanimous. It's so unanimous. And I'm looking right now at Jared and he's doing all he can to hold back another barrel laugh. Yeah. So that was the best. That was, I think we broke Jared. We broke him that night. Um, thank you for not breaking entirely. Yeah, I didn't break, Breaking nothing. I'm glad I didn't have a Wii or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And it happened at the beginning of that live show too, right? So yes, I'm glad that you're yes. able to like go back to uh, your uh, normal mode because uh, that would have been tough, I'm sure, to be mute throughout the whole show. All right. Well, next, let's go over to favorite episode of the year. Sharon, what, what do you have? Okay. So like my favorite episode, oh, Jesus, um, ugh, it was a bunch. But, you know, it was when we did the recorded um 
sessions from a bunch of people where we had uh, several interviews. We had Abby, we brought in everybody who, you know, we had some really nice interviews with uh, Abby Fangold. Uh, um, and that, that was a Todd, that was Todd Donovan. It was a season ending uh, show. And it was kind of like our little bit of a farewell. And it was just, and podcast magic was on. It was just such a delightful, that's got to be one of my favorites. Um, when, you know, cause you thought about that, Louise, you thought about that, creating that long and hard. And then it turned out, it was just so sweet. And that's got to be one of my favorites. I've got other ones, but that really does top the list. So thank you for asking. Yeah. My, my uncle Alberto Regalado also from Sac United was on it yes. too. Not really my uncle, but I call him my uncle because uh, we share right. a last name. <laughs> what was your favorite episode, Luis? Uh, for me, you know what? It was actually also that 100th episode uh, because that, oh, that right. took some coordination. Uh, you know, I, I know it ends up being just one episode for everyone, but that actually took a couple of weeks of <laughs> being able to align with everyone's schedule. And then piecing that together took some time as well. And I still remember that I actually had it scheduled um, because I, I was out traveling that week if you remember uh, i believe that's when i was in mexico too and so it all kind of worked out great for it to be the 100th episode and i gotta give you and jared and tina a shout out because thanks to you guys recording episode 99 we we're able to make sure that that episode was 100 <laughs> if you guys remember when you record the post the uh, charleston battery game uh yes. episode so uh mm -hmm. that, that all uh worked out great so me being now no problem because i had that episode already already like a week before just ready to be just released um, a couple of days after that one and tina did a really good job filling in she did great she was natural so that was great oh yeah yeah definitely a great, great job she did with that as well i mean i mean she she, she already asks informative questions as is but to, to have her uh, come in and, and fill in shoes uh, you know as a co-host i mean definitely love, love the job i mean I, I hope we can get her to do it again to, sometime in this upcoming season Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have her back on here. Um, how about you, Jared? What was your favorite? Well, I mean, that, that one's going to be a bit, bit of a push. I mean, I, I definitely love the other 100th uh, episode. I mean, mainly with, with all that, that we had on, you know, everybody that, that we got to talk about, you know, uh, previous interviews, how things have gone since then. Uh, but as far as interactivity, I'm, I'm going to have to lean towards the... Uh, the Orlando Town Hall. I mean, that we did in the middle of the hotel. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad I you mean, mentioned it, that one. Oh. I'm just glad that uh, th that hotel uh, gave us the uh, the open space you know, to hold to hold the uh, the town hall. We were able to get uh, once you uh, once Luis finally got got in, we were able to get <laughs> set up so everybody could be in the shot. And I mean, it was just beautiful. I mean, we just just. They spent the entire episode passing the mic, you know, getting everybody's opinions, views, everything like that. I mean, I, I loved it. I mean, I cannot wait to do something like that again. Yeah. And we'll definitely, you know, be thinking of those, especially when we go to away games, if we manage to find maybe a restaurant that's maybe not as busy or <laughs> that can allow us to do so. Because, yeah, doing those away trip live shows are good. And I know we had... A high attendance right you guys know the comments are just coming through left and right and whatnot and you know it's always fun for anyone who doesn't go to an away match to be able to feel like they're there and i feel like us doing uh away you know town hall live shows is actually a really good thing especially when we're able to be all 
relaxed <laughs> than sitting in one spot. And, you know, now that we have that microphone that picks up everyone in a room, I think, you know, we could definitely look into doing that next year again, a couple of times, maybe if, if we all are in the same away game. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. Next one, favorite interview. Jared, you want to go first this time? Uh, I know this is pretty recent. Uh, and, and, and before I even go into this one, I mean, I, I, I love every interview we ha- we've had. I mean, whether it be podcast magic, uh, Roro, I mean, you, you name it. I, I love every interview that, that, uh, we've uh, taken in, but I, I, I gotta say my, my favorite for 2022 had to have been the USLW league announcement town hall, uh, where we invited, uh, Michael Rocha from, uh, Academica SC, uh, J- and Jamie Lavoie from the California storm and Lee Nevis from, uh, the Stockton cargo. I mean, we, had a lot of fun. There's a lot of information passed through as far as you know the fact that these three clubs are joining W League, uh, as well as the fact that Cal Storm is competing not only in W League but also WPSL. And Academica was, of course, fielding a men's club in USL League Two, which now they're going to be playing against FC Tucson. So now I got my fingers crossed that uh, they come down to Arizona for for a match. And then, you know, Stockton Cargo, uh, Lee, uh, getting everything uh, ramped up for, uh, um, you know, their, their first season and their first season in the W League, uh, getting everything up and running. I know that there's still some things to be taken care of, but I've got full confidence he'll do that. And, and of course, also a lot of the banter, too, towards the end. I mean, I, j- I just loved it. And Sharon, how, what was your uh, favorite interview? Well, besides Roro's. Um, Danny Videolo, dude was warm. He was sincere. He was honest. He says he wanted to come back. I love that interview. I mean, I love them all. Uh, you can't pick a favorite child, but I have to say the interview with Danny Videolo was, mm. it had to have been my favorite. I love that one. Yeah. We still got to give him some Wawa though. <laughs> <laughs> and Luis, what was your favorite? And I know you're probably going to say Roro. <laughs> Yeah, and you're right on that one. Uh, but I have to say it was really tough because all the interviews we've done have been great. You know, nothing but just great things to say about all the guests we've had and all the really uh, interesting conversations we've had with them. But having Roro, I think I, I chose this as my favorite one because he actually took the time out of a really busy week to talk to us, right? Because this was the week prior mm-hmm. to the final. And you know, we know it's never easy to do so. And so the fact that we were able to get the interview and make it happen at that time was really great. And it was really good for everyone to be able to hear him just, you know, days away from the final and him being able to basically speak to everyone listening. And, you know, anyone maybe who was on a plane, I'm sure was probably listening to the interview (laughs) on their way to Orlando. And, you know, we, we definitely... Got quite a few listens. I mean, it was one of our top listened to episodes. It was definitely like in the top 10 of most listened to episodes of the year as well. So really, you know, says a lot. Yeah, it's always great to talk with Roro. I mean, it's I mean, it's definitely a, a privilege, you know, to sit down and, and, and chat with them. I mean, not necessarily all about about, uh, you know, about the match, but, you know, just things he's doing. He's, he's definitely got a. a you know, a, a full plate, you know, with the, with his, with his awesome kids and then his, his training camp as well, which is still has open spaces, I believe. I mean, it's, 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 it's always a joy speaking with him. 
So you guys, you know, one of the things that I forgot to mention um, that I had the privilege of doing, and it was all those post-game press conferences in the very beginning where I was on the field and I was interviewing, essentially throwing questions to the players and also to the coach. And those rank really high up there um, as far as favorite interviews. So I have to digress for one minute because you guys never had that experience that I had being down, you know, on the field with the other pre- the other media and being able to pepper the coaches and the players with some, you know, key questions and things that fans want to know a little bit more of. And so, yeah, so forgot about those. Those were, those were wonderful. I would love to do those again. It's just, they're very consuming, so to speak. <laughs> so I would love to spread the wealth and Luis Urbano, you need to be doing that every once in a while. I don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely looking into that for next year because we do want to continue to do that and definitely sharing press conferences and all that. So we'll be getting with the team and sharing that because people love to hear those things. I know that you could read them later, but it's always nice to also be able to hear what the players had to say, especially in in these uh, post-match recap episodes that we do. All right, and last but not least, because it can't be a State of the Republic episode without talking about food, what has been the best food that we've had this year? And it has to be either during a game or, you know, the same day or maybe a day or day after a game, but just in general from a, a trip to a game. I'll go Monterey where we all sat around the table at uh, what was the name of that place? Sandab. I don't remember the name of the place where uh, you had calamari or I had calamari and your, your dad, Luis had a shrimp. My grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa. And then uh, Jared had something. And I mean, we just had like this massive feast and it was Mm. delicious. I remember that. That was like, that had to have been some of the best food. And then also the view we had as well. I mean, being right there on the on the water, more or less. Mm-hmm. That was great. Jared, what was your best food? Oh, y'all already know. <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> day uh day of and day after. The day or actually actually, no, let's just do the whole trip because the, the night we got in, you know, we, we ate at uh, uh the embassy suites amazing amazing cuban egg rolls that we had at at the hotel i mean i know everyone else had their own appetizers and everything like that but that that was just amazing and then the day of when we went up to harry buffaloes they had these these superb uh buffalo chicken egg rolls i will give orlando this we i hated the results and you already know how i feel about the uh the the stadium security team, but Orlando does egg rolls like nobody else does. I will say that. And then, of course, the day we all went home, y'all, I've clued you in finally into the the legend that is the pub sub from Publix. I I know uh, Scott Bradford had one and, and and loved it. And then you know this this is why I'm the I'm the foodie of 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 the of the group because I know wherever I go. There's already some place I've already had there or want to try, and it's usually out of the park. Lovely. Luis, what's your food? Well, this is a tough one, right? Because we've had a lot of good spots we've gone to and whatnot. But I got to say, the pancakes from Denny's after a sad night of losing the cup final. Those were the best pancakes I've ever had. I am so blown away that that is your best food. <laughs> no, I'm... Um, I'm just, I'm just playing. 
I'm just are playing. You serious? <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm just playing. I was gonna There's say, no way. yeah, Dude, I, 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 I could have I could have had filet mignon the night of the cup final. It could have been the best food ever, but just because I have been on that day, I wouldn't have included it in the best food ever. Sorry, um, I gave no. you a believable moment. I'm sorry. I, we've had a couple of them in this, but it's good. It's the last episode of 2022, so uh, I think it's good to have multiple of those. But, you know, I, I would have to say, and this is because of Jared, too, but thank you, public subs. Even though the, the Monterey food was close, I like my seafood mm-hmm. and whatnot, but mm-hmm. the pub subs, I mean, I, I literally went back and actually got another sub and i've never done that anywhere i i ate two subs no wait i actually got three subs because i actually ordered two subs the day after the game oh my god day after that Mm -hmm. as well so i i went back i had three trips basically to to pub subs and uh yeah i had my last one before the you stayed slender that whole trip man (laughs) well yeah i i got obsessed with those subs um yeah all I gotta say is three subs. Come on, those are rookie numbers. You gotta build those numbers up. <laughs> well, I, I, if I, I would have been there longer, I probably would have gotten more. Yeah, but yeah, see, I'm I, gonna I, I did... you guys, Elk Grove. You gotta come to Elk Grove and eat at Baguettes. I recently had a sandwich there, and it was like incredible. No, they didn't chop all their vegetables like they do at oh, Publix. You know, okay. where they chop the vegetables and throw them all in there and make it all juicy and soggy and yummy mm. and gooey. But it was so good. But anyhow, when you guys come to Elk Grove next, we'll do that. But Publix, yeah, it rated right up there with deliciousness. Yep. Yeah, right, and, cool. that, and, that, that, and that's why I pre- pre-ordered my subs before I even got to Orlando and ended up bringing about uh, five or six whole subs in my, in my carry-on <laughs> and the cookies. <laughs> and I, I, after I had them, I now understand why you travel with pub subs. I mean, that's... If anyone hasn't tried them yet, you got to try them wherever you're at. If there's a Publix, particularly in the East Coast, right? It seems like most of them are over there. Georgia, Florida, one. Alabama. Those are the three big states for Publix. Yeah. So go, go 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 get some of them too. And they didn't sponsor this show, but they should have really sponsored those Orlando episodes. I think that would have been really nice. At least, you know, pay for our subs and <laughs> beat us mm-hmm. on, on one day at least. Cool. Well, that closes our awards for the podcast. And I I saved a message from Coach as our last message of the podcast because, you know, I I think, you know, he really went into detail on different aspects of this year for the fans. So let me go ahead and read what Coach Mark Briggs has to say to everyone. Sacramento fans from far and near. It was a magical 2022 and memories were created that will live on forever. I want to thank you for your unwavering support throughout the season, the numerous times you filled the Heart Hell Park and roared us onto victory, the watch parties back here in Sacramento, and then traveling across the country to Orlando with your hard-earned money. We love, we respect you, and I personally wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. 2022 was fantastic. But ultimately, we never achieved any silverware. 23, we will do all we can to bring a trophy back home to Sacramento for you, the fans. Mark Briggs. How special was that? That was an incredible message. Although I could hear him saying that in person, in his accent. (laughs) You know, he's just, he is actually super sincere. That was great. Thank you for for that, for sharing that message that he, he, yeah. 
Okay, I'm, I'm starting to get the feels over here. Yeah, just listening to that message. I mean, I mean, he, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it that, that that's it, it's it's hitting. I mean, I can't think of proper words to respond for that, but but thank you very much, uh, Coach Briggs. I mean, that means a lot, especially with uh, the past year, the highs and the lows. Thank you, Coach. I mean, we look forward to seeing what you have in store for us uh, this this coming season. Yeah. The, yeah. Thank you so much to coach for sending that message. I mean, he was already my favorite coach even before this past season. And, you know, he just continues to show why, uh, in my opinion, he is the best coach we've ever had, regardless of whether we ever win a title with him or not. I think he's earned that already. I, I, I know Pricky got us the title, but Mark is just, a lot different and just in the way that he corresponds to all of us, the fans and how he's a guy that you could approach at a game or at an event of the team. And he'll talk to you about football, like just forever. It's really awesome. And, you know, I think that is more valuable than a championship title attached to a coach. And you don't just develop these things by winning a championship. And I think just in the way he treats us, He's already given us a championship title with that. So we're looking forward to next year and, you know, just what he'll uh, bring to Sacramento. And is now fourth year, right, with the team. Truth. All like, truth. That's That's been a while. I mean, I'm trying to think back if we've had a coach that has lasted that long. We haven't, right? I mean, we've yep. been pretty consistent with Mark. And it goes to show why, right? Because you don't remain consistent at a club for that long if you're not something else so thank you mark for staying and not just that right but he did sign a multi-year contract so it's not just one year mm-hmm. it's multiple years of course if he does good this next season i do think that you know he has the merit already as it is to jump to mls or to another uh top league as well so cool well sharon jared your last final parting words uh for this last episode of 2022 go republic as usual And, uh, you know, happy holidays to everyone and stay safe and can't wait to see everybody in the upcoming season. And Luis, I know you're going to say this, but if you want to leave us a message, go to our website at saxsoccerpod.com and leave us a message right there. It'll be like a voicemail. And we would love to hear your messages and give them some airtime because we never know what Luis is going to do behind the scenes. He'll throw things onto uh he may, he may just throw things up unannounced because that's how Luis rolls. Oh, yeah, friends, family, and you know I, I call you friends and family because you know we we've been through some stuff th- th- this past couple of years. I mean, like Luis says, we're, this is our second year of the State of Republic podcast, and we enjoy every moment we can with you, and we hope you enjoy every moment uh, with us uh, that that you partake out of your busy schedule. Um, I look forward to another full year of talking, you know, talking Republic FC, talking league, just, you know, just getting into the experience that, that we have. I mean, this has definitely been a positive year. We've uh, come out of some deep holes in 2021 and the past couple of years have just been weird in itself, but you folks, you know, get, get us through the, these hard times. You make, you make these, the losses that we have worth it and even better to celebrate the victories with. So I look forward to doing it again for another year. 
happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, hell, even even a Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Just enjoy the time with, with your fan, with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Cherish each other and go Republic. Great, great message, guys. Um, also, thank you, Sharon, Jared, for not only being on this episode, but again, as I mentioned at the beginning, for uh, just being a part of the team and. We're really looking forward to next year. Also, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, Again, whether this is your first or uh, you've been following us since the beginning two years ago, we really do appreciate that. Thank you to everyone who's gone to Sac Republic Games and who still continues to support the team every day, even before we made it to the Open Cup final, even before MLS happened. As Jared said, we've gone through some uh, rough roads. It's been kind of a roller coaster ride with the team, especially ever since that MLS announcement to this day with the Open Cup final and whatnot. But, you know, I think this year has shown that even though we've gone through tough times, there could be good times still. And regardless of whether you're an MLS or not, I mean, we sure had quite an epic experience regardless of, you know, not winning the Cup final. And that's something that no one could take away from us and no investor can can pull off that because we made it to the final and, you know, that will forever be in, in the history books. So, well, with that being said, everyone, happy holidays, happy 2023, and you'll hear the next podcast episode next year here on State of the Republic podcast. And one last time in 2022, cue the music. so this is probably going to go at the end (laughs) Uh, but there were there was something else that we forgot to actually mention and uh, we're now mentioning it now here in the blooper slash extra content after but i have to acknowledge that sharon actually picked argentina as being the champions and she had already won the competition that we had had right for the world cup before and she already has her gift card that I sent her, but she won 21 yeah. points. I got 11, Jared got 12. And I'm like totally gloating because y'all picked, you know, teams that didn't finish. And, you know, I just wanted to go with Messi and you guys, you know, bash, not you. Jared did not. Luis may have done a little bashing about Messi and about goals and about PKs and he's got sour grapes and you know, Luis, just swallow that pride and I'm going to go forward and claim this time the winner, but I do still have your podcast dinner winner or whatever thing it's called. I think I inscribed it wrong, but whatever. I don't care. Um, I still have your prize. I got to send it to you for uh, 2022, um, our whole podcast. But yeah, I was real happy to win the World Cup podcast contest that we had you know, with the brackets and everything like that. And I was really, really pleased to see that Jared took second place and that you were, <laughs> what, bottom of the barrel? By one point, 11 points. It was one point behind. If it was by one point or by 20 points, you, yeah. were, you were dead last. <laughs> Between the two competitions, he pulled a reverse Drake. Started from <laughs> here, started from here. Now he at the bottom. We're so sorry, Uncle yeah. Albert. But we haven't done a bloody thing all day. <laughs> Although added together, just as we would say with you and Jared, we would we would actually uh, be twenty three points. So there's that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> added together. <laughs> yeah.
Well, it still feels good to win something around these parts. And thank you for the gift card. Man, that was like super thoughtful. But like I said, it's already been spent. <laughs> hey, I would have done the same. So, All right, um, you guys. Uh, have, a good, have a great evening. This was great. All right. Well, uh, everyone, uh, still stay tuned because there are some funny moments that happen in this episode as well. <laughs> uh, maybe not as funny as Jared's funny moment from earlier, but still... Nonetheless, uh, some funny little bloopers that we had. So keep listening. Oh, recording in progress. That's what it is. Recording in progress. And then they, the wait, they changed that. I think you used to say recording started, right? Or recording has started. Oh, you know why it's in progress? Because I had it recording earlier. Anyhow, so the oh. hamster wheel has started. We've paid the hamsters <laughs> to start turning the wheel so we can have a podcast. Yay. <laughs> That being said, everyone, happy holidays. Happy 2023. We'll see y'all next week. No. Why am I saying that? We're not going to see everyone next week. Is still this year. All right. Let me change. Oh, game. <laughs> <laughs> There's one game left. We haven't finished the season. <laughs> There's another. There's a friendly game we're going to play. Um, I think, right? The end of the season. Yeah, before against. The friendly. Oh, yeah, some team, maybe friendly. a global team. <laughs> We get. We heard that there's some friendlies. Monterey. Anyhow, go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, with that being said, everyone, happy holidays. <laughs> I just glanced over here, and you're like, uh, <laughs> you're like doing a. a it looked like you were doing like a symphony orchestra, like guiding me, like as if there's like orchestra music playing. Right. Happy holidays. See you next year. So here's a cue card. Read the cue card. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I need to put a cue card. Happy um, holidays. See you next year. Okay. Repeat <laughs> after me. Hold on. I'm getting the case of the chair now. Oh, no. Uh, all right. Let me go ahead and oh, do this. Right. All right. Deep. Here you go. I'll, I'll just I'll just hide the guy. <laughs> so, oh, so people don't know. I actually put... I, I, I'm not looking at you guys anymore. I like minimized it. So...